Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello and welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Stu Massengill. At a young age, this man beat both business and cancer. <laughs> I don't know that we could talk about all of that, but you've, you've had some powerful experiences, Stu, and I'm excited to talk to you about it. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you so much for having me, man. It is, uh, it's an absolute honor to be here, and I'm excited for our conversation, so thank you again. Now, these things that I, I referenced just now, Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been very successful in building business and learning what that takes. I'm sure there's a lot of principles you learned that way. And you had a bout of cancer yeah. all in your early 20s. Is this accurate so far? Yeah, that is spot on. <laughs> Would you just share for a moment with our, with our audience today who you are, where you're coming from. Tell us a little bit about your story and why it is you're so excited about positivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, um, I grew up in a beautiful family dynamic. I have two incredible parents, an older brother. Uh, My mom was actually a coach and still is a coach. And so she, before I knew how powerful positivity was, she would always give me little pokes of, hey, you know, be positive, look on the positive side, you know, and we'd have signs in our house. It's like, um, if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say anything at all. So like, I was primed with those messages growing up. And so I continued to go throughout my life. But as I grew up, I had an older brother that was more of the social one. He was mm-hmm. more of the outgoing type. He was more social. And I was more sort of the quiet, shy, introverted sibling. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went throughout probably up until 19 years old as someone that just felt like I was in his shadow. And then when I was 19, that's when I was introduced to this, the business that you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. Um, where we went to take it on to, you know, doing eight figures in the business. And when I got into that, I sort of had a massive realization that if you're not good with people, Mm -hmm. two things happen. One, you won't be as successful in business because business is people at the end of the day. It's all about people. Yeah. Everything is people in business. Right. And so for one, because I was in business, I had to get good at people. And two, I just realized if you want to enjoy your life more, you also have to get good at people right? Because you're never going to get away from them. And so for me to say a long story, um, I just, I just became massively obsessed with how do I study people? How do I study humans, connections, interactions, relationships, all these different aspects. I, you know, basically spent four years just obsessing over that. And that's what took the business to do so well. We did about $8 million in revenue. Um, and then at the end of that, I kind of transitioned out of that business, went to something else, And that's after a couple other things, that's when the cancer came. And for me, Mm. I am innately a ridiculously positive person. So when the cancer came, I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason and it happens for the right reason. So so I was in New Zealand. I was going to be on a seven-month trip. It was my dream to go there. I feel like I had a past life in New Zealand. And day two of being there, um, I found out that I had testicular cancer and it was like this 
this grand trip that I was going to go on where I was going to like figure out my life and who I was, um, basically came to a halt in two days. And so that's when I went through the whole process of, you know, recovering from the cancer and battling that. Um, I'm healthy today, which is phenomenal. And, and oh, great. Glad eventually you. went through a couple more things. And now I work with another very positive human uh, whose name's Tony Robbins. So that's kind of a, a, a background in a nutshell. Wow. What a ride that has yeah. been. Yeah. Positivity. Stu, this word gets tossed around. Okay. And uh, working with Tony Robbins, I mean, there's a lot of people who like to take the stage or the mic and they're like, yeah. just think positive. Right. Yeah. As if they even know what that means. Give us your take on what that actually means, because it doesn't mean ignoring the pain or the difficulties. It really is hard to get a diagnosis, especially in your early 20s. Somebody drops the C word on you, right? Yeah. It's, what, what is it in your mind that, is, that positivity is? Can we start yeah. with that? Yeah, I'll give a, a quick story that kind of brought me to this realization. But mm -hmm. when I was in my young 20s, I was working with this business. And my whole goal was when I make six figures, when I get to the point of making six figures, like my life's going to be so good. I'm going to be like, I've made it and I'm going to feel so good and incredible. Um, and I got to the point where I was making six figures and I had this crazy epiphany or realization that once I got there, I was like, sort of that moment where you're like, wait, this is it. Like, huh? this is the only thing. And one of the biggest realizations I had in that moment is it's like, once you get to wherever you're trying to go, you're the person that decides that you're happy. And I always, for me, thought that I needed to do all of these big things, all these incredible things to be happy in my life. But one of the most powerful lessons I learned through that experience was it's the person that doesn't, it's the person that can find happiness or positivity and just someone's smile throughout a day that truly lives a positive, happy life rather than the person that needs to go to the moon to have that type of a feeling. So for me, positivity comes back to finding joy in every single day, whether that's through little beautiful moments you have in your life or massive, incredible positive moments that you have in your life. But it's finding the moments, the little moments that stack up and that ultimately build, build it so you can have that positive, that happy life. There is such a strange paradox in play here. Yeah. And I've seen this in my career. I think you're describing a similar thing here, Stu, where we get into a trap sometimes of thinking, okay, happiness is over there. And yeah. as soon as I get over there, then I'll have happiness, right? And maybe we attach a monetary figure to it or we attach a particular health condition to it. Yeah. And, and then we get there and like you were saying, it's like, uh, where's the happiness? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to work my tail off to get here. And now what? Is this it? Why, why don't I feel any different? It, it's interesting that the psychological research around this, we've known for years that happiness and success are correlated. Okay, there's a correlation between those two things. But we make this error thinking, therefore, when I'm successful, I'll be happy. Mm. It's really the other way around. Yeah. Does that seem true to you? Yeah. There, there's a quote pops into my head. It says, don't achieve to be happy, but happily achieve. 
And it's like same exact thing, like be happy with what you're doing and the things will come to you that you want to get eventually, but don't, yeah, don't put it off and think that you mm. can't be happy in this process or you can't be, um, you can't be grateful or you can't feel the joy, the happiness, the laughter, all those incredible parts of our life that you got to wait till you get somewhere to enjoy it. Like, absolutely. You got to enjoy it now because now's all that we have. You're saying that as if it's a choice or something. <laughs> yeah. And it is. <laughs> absolutely. It is. You know, what's so crazy about that though. Until you see it as a choice, it's not. Do you kind of hear what I'm saying there? That as long as you've got it in your mind that, that, that it's not a choice, that somehow you have to achieve or obtain or, or complete or accomplish whatever, and right. then you'll have it. it, it's very elusive. But once you see it as a choice, I think it was uh, Wayne Dyer that I heard this from who said, you know, people stumble around in life trying to find their way to happiness. They don't get it. The way is happiness. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. And I see you smiling and nodding like, yeah, I've learned that, Dr. Paul. That's, that's exactly how it is. Yeah, how absolutely. You, how do you choose it? What's been your... Uh, I think the first step that you're, that you're mentioning is it's awareness. And I think if you're listening to this, this podcast right now, if you're listening to us talk, just simply understanding, wow, like I can choose happiness in my life. And then again, I would say what one practical thing that you can do immediately is when you wake up in the morning, and this is something I do every day, just simply write down five to 10 things you're grateful for, mm. right? And if you can practice gratitude, if you can bring awareness around, oh my God, yep. I do have this incredible relationship with my wife. I do have this incredible business partner. I do have uh, food on my table, right? If you can start to build gratitude around anything in your life, right? You're going to allow and be able to bring that happiness into your life today. So I think that's, you know, bring awareness and then start practicing little things like that, where you can just practice your gratitude daily. And for you listeners who might be thinking, oh, well, Dr. Paul handed Stu a script because he's always telling us to be grateful. <laughs> we didn't discuss that before the show, did we, Stu? We did not discuss this. We did not. You know, the quickest route and i teach this in my positivity model as as a professional psychologist i don't want to take the mic and say hey just think positive i want to give people the tools to understand how to operate the equipment of their own mind and the very fastest way to get to what i consider the starting place is gratitude yeah just like you said and you know what you can power it up if you take the thing that's hard and find something you're grateful for about that. Yeah. Can I absolutely. test you on that, Stu? Can you what? Can I test you on that? Yeah, test. test you, are you ready? I'm ready. What are you grateful for from cancer? Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for a lot from cancer, to be honest. It's, uh, it's interesting that I, when I went through the cancer for me, I don't think it shook me as much as it might shake most people because I'm innately positive. Um, but I would say a couple of things I'm grateful for. Like I've built some unbelievable relationships with people within the cancer community because I have that common ground of cancer with them. And one of the biggest gifts that I got from cancer is because I have this innate positivity. Anytime I'm able to have interactions or talk with anybody else within the community that's going through it and sort of give them 
the way that I got through it and shed some of that positivity on them on how they can get through this cancer diagnosis. It's, it's one of the most incredible things that I get to do because I know from being through it, how, how much it can feel like it's a wrecking ball hitting you in the face. So I would, I would say that's one of the things that I'm definitely most grateful for, for that. Wait, are you just making this up because it sounds good? Are you (laughs) sincerely grateful for that? Yeah, I'm sincerely grateful for that. Absolutely. And the beautiful thing that I think, I think one of the beautiful things with it too is that's one thing that I'm grateful for that's happened because of my cancer. But one of the most incredible things is I know that throughout the rest of my life, as I continue the many years that I have on this planet, that there's so many other incredible things that will come because I had cancer. Like there will be other relationships that I build that I wasn't awareness. There'll be someone's life that I was able to impact that I wouldn't have been able to impact if I didn't have cancer. There's so many incredible things that still have yet to come from it that I get to kind of go throughout life. It's like, you know, it's like Christmas. It's like, I never know where a present's going to magically pop up. Um, that is something I get to be grateful for due to the cancer. Because of it. Because right. of it. Yeah. Wow. There's some powerful concepts there that I know we're going to want to follow up on in the second half. And you said something about your parents that I'm going to come back to as well. That's a little teaser for the second half. I love it. All right, folks, when we come back from this break, we've got Stu Massengill today at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Stu Massengill today at Live On Purpose Radio. We're here. We're making it happen. The energy. You know what? I'm feeling it from you, Stu. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm feeling it right back from you. I can tell when people live these principles, you know, and you hear people, I, I mentioned like motivational speakers or whatever, and they're up there saying, think positive, And then they go back to their minivan down by the river or whatever. Right. I mean, we've, <laughs> yeah. we've heard the jokes about that, but you can tell when somebody actually lives the principles because when the hard stuff happens, cancer is a great example. You know, you're, you're going to roll with it much differently if you've got these principles internalized. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned just before the break, I gave a little teaser about something you said about your mom in particular and your parents collectively who trained and taught and educated you at a young age to think in a way that is continuing to bless your life now that you're an adult. And the acknowledgement there is we program our children. Big time. 
And for you to say that you're more positive than the average Joe out there on the street, that's probably true because a lot of the programming that people get as young children is not so positive, or it can be. I don't say that to inflict guilt on anyone who's been yelling at their kids, (laughs) because we all do from time to time. But uh, I, I just wanted to throw that out there and maybe have you comment a little more about that and the importance of that programming that you received at an early age. Yeah. So, I mean, they've done studies on all of this where, you know, they've, they've proven that, you know, 50% of your habits, 50% of your patterns as a human being, they're formed by the time you're five years old. And it's, it's mind blowing to realize that you can form that much of your identity and that much who you are by the time you're five years old. It's, you know, you may not even be fully conscious at that point by being, being five years old. But one thing that's interesting and we were chatting about this a little bit is I had, I have two cousins and when I tapped into and started really immersing in the personal development world, they were born. And I figured, all right, I'm going to test some of these things I've been learning about the conscious and unconscious mind and how many patterns and habits you pick up as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so every time I would be around them, I'd see them a couple times a year. I would just continuously tell them, hey, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Anything's possible before they could walk, before they could talk, before they could grasp anything that was actually going on. I would just always um, put this message into their mind. And now they're uh, 12, 11, 12 years old. And every time I see them, they'll come up to me and they'll go, hey, Stu, anything's possible. And it's, it's so crazy to see that and be like, wow, this messaging that I just put in their brain little by little when they were growing up, like lives deeply in their unconscious mind now. And it's, 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 it's mind blowing. It's so cool to see that it, it really does work. Yes. You can program them to be champions and to live a happy life and to, to, to really enjoy life. I think your parents did a huge favor. To you. And, the, and it may have saved yeah. your life. Can yeah. I just say that? Yeah, too? truthfully. Uh, from everything that I know about cancer and recovery and healing, positivity is a real force in that arena. Yeah. Now, I'm going to shift directions for just a minute. As, as we acknowledge this other piece of your story that you shared, that you've been very blessed to have some success in business at an early age as well. And I think positivity had something to do with that. Yeah, yeah. You said something in the first half, Stu, that's kind of ringing in my ears still about having, how did you put it, that you got good with people? Yeah. Let's go back to that for just a minute. We are social beings. We And any Absolutely. business has to involve people and the creation of value for those people. Otherwise, it's not a legitimate business. Talk about that for just a minute. What, what does it mean to be good with people and how can we apply that in, in creating a life that we love? Yeah, so I would say the two biggest things that I began to understand kind of when we go back to that point in my life was one, I have to get extremely good with people. And two, I have to get very good at building my network with people. Um, And not just building my network in a way where I know this person or that person, but I have genuine relationships with people that either I can help them get closer to their goal in life, or they can help me get closer to my goal in life. But we've built such a strong foundation that that networking then is going to pay off for both of us in, in our lives. 
And so for me, kind of to touch back on the communication part, I, as I dove into this business world, I did not, I could not fathom how people had conversations. Like I was like, what do people talk about for 10 minutes, let alone 30, let alone an hour? I was like, what do people genuinely talk about? Like I literally could not conceptualize that. Um, and so for me, that's, that was a big part of, you know, building that foundation of communication. And then the second part was, well, now when I know how to communicate with a person, if I want to go further in business, business, again, your network is your net worth. I had to start to figure out how can I use those communication skills to build networks with people, um, to grow our business. And that's what, that's what ended up taking our business to do, um, you know, several million in a couple of years. Yes. Networking. You're not talking about those awkward meetings over at the restaurant where everybody's trading business cards and you're talking about real relationships with real people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you look at me kind of like, well, yeah, isn't that how everybody thinks about it? No, I think sometimes people mistake networking for some some weird, awkward, try to get something from somebody activity. I, I like the way you put it, where we're looking for ways to support and enhance and enrich and lift each other. Yeah. And that's where it becomes powerful. Right. Like it, it's, a, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Right? Right. I think sometimes what happens in the networking process is people go into it and they say, oh, how can this person help me or that person help me or the other person help me? The biggest thing that I learned that has massively changed the quality of my life in every aspect of my life is always approaching a networking opportunity and just asking genuinely and sincerely with no other intent, how can I add value to your life? How can I help you? How can I support you with what you're doing? And there's this thing in the universe, it's called the law of reciprocity. And it means that when you do something for someone else innately, they want to do something else to help you, right? So if you can lead to a place of genuine care and wanting to give and add value to them, two things I believe happen. One, innately, they may want to help you in some way or shape or form. And even if they don't help you, somewhere in the world, you will be given back that, that stuff that you gave, whether it's through that person, whether it's through someone else, whether it's through something entirely different, whatever you put out into the world in a genuine, positive way, right? It's always going to come back to you and help your life at some point. You understand that going into this relationship, there's a chance that there will be a reciprocation, but you're not doing it for that purpose. Correct. You said authentic and genuine. I think you threw out some of those words. <laughs> yeah. Where you, you got to get real inside of yourself. And as you're going to interact with someone, instead of thinking, okay, what can I get out of this? What can I contribute? Yeah. And that little shift, I think, is one of the powerful secrets to success in business. Yeah. And I would say to kind of tie into that as well, it's, you know, really having an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. You know, and if you go throughout your life, always wondering, well, what if I give this and I don't get anything back? Or what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if I'm not, I'm not right. All those things. Right. Well, then the universe will give you what you ask for it. Right. So if you lead with scarcity, you will live in scarcity versus if you lead with abundance, you will live in abundance. So I think that's one of the biggest things as well is really, you know, living in abundance. Also a choice. Also a choice, absolutely. Interestingly enough. <laughs> yeah, always got a choice. Wow, powerful. Now, I said this 
this is a secret to success in business, but I think you tied it in earlier also to experiencing joy in your relationships. It's what if we could show up in our families, in our marriages, in our uh, associations with friends or, or people in our community with that same mentality? What's going to happen when we live in abundance? Yeah. There, there's a saying I love to live by. It's called, if the water rises, so do all the boats. And right. it means, you know, if one of us benefits, well, then innately, like if, we're, if we were working on something together and you start doing better, well, that's going to push me to be better. Right. So it's like, even if I help you grow in your business or in whatever it's going and, and I get nothing in return, the minimum I'll get in return is now I see you doing better and I'm going, okay, well, you raised your standards. I got to raise my standards. Right. Not to mention the good feeling you get when you contribute to someone else's happiness. Big time. There's a yeah. lot of reasons why this is true. Oh, Stu, you're speaking my language, man. <laughs> yeah. I love it. As, as we come to the end of our uh, podcast here today, I want to make sure people know where you are, how to find you. What, what are you doing and how can people get connected to you? Yeah. So um, I would say one of the biggest places is we, we're giving people a free resource right now. And it's all about how to, how to build that network that can support you in your life. And so if you want to get that, it's an ebook. It's called Five Steps to Meeting Anyone You Desire. And if you want to get it, you just go to findingdirectionuniversity.com forward slash giveaway. Um, it's findingdirectionuniversity.com forward slash giveaway. And the ebook, it's called Five Steps to Meeting Anyone You Desire. So, you know, we like to give this to people so you can start to genuinely and authentically build those relationships, build those connections in your life um, to benefit your life, to benefit their life, and to just benefit humanity overall, truthfully. Wonderful. I wrote that down. Let me see if I got it right. Findingdirectionuniversity.com forward slash giveaway. Perfect. Perfect. Good? Yeah. Awesome. And that's how we can start building that, that network. That's awesome. Stu, thank you so much for sharing some of your experience, your wisdom, your energy here at Live On Purpose Radio today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I big time appreciate it. Okay, you guys have heard it. It's now your turn to go live on purpose. Mm -hmm.